Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show today. And um, just wanted to tell everyone, I hope everyone had a uh, good week that's been passed. And um, well, the election is uh, almost over, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> they're still trying to steal it, aren't they? They're still trying to to take it away from us. I mean, uh, look at it, look at uh, uh, what's going on with Arizona. Look what's going on with Nevada. They're saying it's going to go on for weeks from now. They say it's going to continue to go on. But uh, we still need to thank the Lord for the victory that he gave us. We still, uh, he, he, he's, he is in control. There's a reason why this is going on. Probably more exposure. And we just, we just don't know. But only God knows. So uh, don't give up. Don't give up hope. Don't give up at all. God is always in control, as I always tell you. So uh, there was a victory. Excuse me. There was a win. You could say, yeah, we won. We'll take it what we can take. A win's a win. If you win like a football game, if you win with, you're expecting to win th uh, 30 points, and you only win it up with, uh, <laughs> by a field goal in the football game with only two seconds left in the game. It's still a win. You're going to take it, right? But it's not a victory. It's not a victory because we have a long ways to go. Yeah, they say it's a red wave. They say it's a red wave. But not so fast. Not so fast. Because um, as everyone knows, this is not over. At least you should know. Because the way I look at it is, it's never going to be over. Evil is not going to be over until Jesus returns. When Jesus returns, that is when we can uh, say, uh, we all will know that evil's gone. It'll destroy it. We have a long ways to go. So don't think, you know, just because this election is, uh, is, has ended for now doesn't mean that it was a red wave, right? Absolutely not. Because the evil is always going to be here on earth until Jesus returns. And these guys are evil. Satan is evil. They're evil. Both sides of the aisle are evil. And it just so happens, I'm telling you, don't be thinking like, oh, victory, yay, we can relax. No, it's never over. It won't be over in 2024. If the Lord allows whoever he chooses to be the righteous conservative president that he wants to lead our country, it's still not a victory. So we have to keep up. Just because there was a, a, a win in the election does not mean that it was a victory. It's going, uh, you know, maybe seem to okay to you now, but it's not. Uh, and God is awesome. Like I said, he answered our prayer, giving us another chance to get the country back to him, to give this country back to the Lord. We thank him for that. I've been thanking Jesus for that. Thank you, Lord, for giving us uh, to slow this down, this end time down a little bit to get souls saved. And, you know, don't think, don't think the left, the far left, is going to give up. The far left is the enemy. And they're not going to flee. They're going to stay the course. Look what they're doing in Arizona. They're doing the same thing by delaying it. Hopefully by the time you listen to this, this mess will get cleaned up, but I doubt it. I think it's going to go on through Thanksgiving. Same thing with Nevada. Why? Because they know the Republicans need a 
two seats to win the Senate. They already got the House. So what do they do? They just they take those two states. Katie Hobbs, excuse me, yeah, uh, Hobbs, whatever the heck her name is, uh, uh, who ran against uh, the the wonderful conservative woman Lake. She happens to be the Secretary of State. That should be a conflict of interest. They should be suing that and stopping that and not allowing it. You have someone who ran for the governor. What does she think she's going to do? She's going to get in there and figure out with her deep state friends to try to steal it. So don't think these guys are ever going to quit. They're not going to. We must continue to pray and keep Christ first every day. Or we will lose this country for good. I believe this may be the last chance the Lord has given us. But keep an eye on the seasons as Jesus told us about the signs of his return is sooner than we may think. I'm not putting dates on it. Like, we don't know. I keep telling everyone that. So all we need we all need to do this, including my, myself included. Um, hurry and tell the message to get souls saved. The writing is on the wall clearly from God. He may just have given us a small window, guys, a small window, enough time to witness and save souls. But the evil is out there. Look what they're going to do on November 13th on Mount Sinai, where Moses came down with his Ten Commandments from God. They're trying to replace this God's Ten Commandments with their own. How blasphemous is that? I hope the Lord strikes them down and, and just kills them when they go on top of that mountain. They're trying to replace it by saying, you know, they're trying to tie it in with climate change. They're trying to, you know, make, you know, who the hell do you all think you are? You're not God. You do not have Ten Commandments. Okay? That's scary ground. They're so stupid they don't realize it. That's why I really pray. Lord, just wipe them out. They're going to be that foolish of you. It's like the, 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 the Tower of Babylon again. That's what it is. And that's what they're doing. That's what they are doing. So this election doesn't mean a thing. Yes, we've been praying. We want the Lord back on the throne. But I just want to make it clear. Don't get comfortable, folks. Don't get comfortable. We are in this fight for the rest of our lives. And that's the way we should be doing. Every day, fighting against evil, witnessing have the power over these people. We do. God give us power over evil. We just need to learn how to use it, as I keep telling people every day. Heck, I have to learn how to use it properly. But it takes prayer, takes devotion, and getting in God's Word. So that's what we need to focus on, saving souls. We should treat this like it is the last day. That's how we should live our lives. We should treat this witnessing people like you know God is going to return today. Get out there and witness. How many of you have loved ones and close friends that don't know Christ? That should concern you. One big sign that no one is talking about comes from Revelation 16, 12. And it's happening right now. Did you know that? It's happening right now. Have you ever heard of the um, Euphrates River? What is... Um, Revelation 16, verse 12, start out to say about that. 
let me sum this up for you. God is going to send angels down to release demons that are underneath Euphrates River. This happened back in the times of Noah when the fallen angels came down and and, and breed it with the women, the humans, they were the giants, demons. It was just, and that's when God said, okay, I'm going to have to wipe this world out and have the flood. He did that. What did he do with the remaining falling angels? He put them in this pit. He put them in this pit under the Euphrates River. And he says, the seventh angel that he'll send will open up the pit and these demons will be released. They have been waiting patiently and they know what to do. I don't know if they're waiting patiently. They're probably very anxious because they know they, they want to destroy everyone. And I think, what is it, one-third? I may be wrong on that number, but I think one-third or more of the Earth's population will be destroyed. I think that's, what, four billion, five billion, maybe more than that? I, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm terrible on math, but I don't know the correct number. But it is going to be a lot of people. I think like half the population of the Earth. Let's just say that. That's, that. That's probably better. It's coming. Let me tell you why. Because right now, if you go online, there have been people who've been videotaping Euphrates River. And it, guess what? It's nearly all dried up. That should bring you on your knees to God and wake people up. That should bring chills to your bones. It is here. It is now. People of the world have to realize that. They have to. Because if they don't, they're all bound for hell. And, and it's very well possible that they will be the ones that, if this does happen, I don't know what the time frame is, but they will be the ones that are going to be, they will probably, they will be killed off. And I'm sure this is way after the rapture. I'm, 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 I just can't imagine that God would let, would have his children go through that. But I'm sure that's part of the tribulation. I'm not a Bible scholar, but I'm telling you, it's scary. Even if it did happen when you're a Christian, you don't have nothing to worry about. God's going to take care of you. You know, you, you win anyway. But I, I, I think, personally, we'll be gone. So that's happening now. That's just one sign. And there's signs every day that we need to look to to see what the Lord is doing. He's given us the signs. We're just so blind. You know? Um, you just have people right now. It's just, it's just, a, just Jesus said in Matthew 24. I encourage everyone to continue. Read Matthew 24. It's in your face what Jesus said. Read it over and over and over. And each time you read it, you'll see something different. It'll wake you up. He said, be living like the days of Noah. You'll have the world going on like there's nothing going on. You'll have the world going on and partying, being drunk, merry, you know, having a merry party. Right now, people are just care about, you know what the thing that everyone's caring about right now? Guess what the number one thing is right now that everyone's concerned about? The holidays. Thanksgiving's coming up. You know, they're already shoving that down your throat. Soon as the, the Satan Halloween is over, 
boom, Christmas starts. That's another story. They destroyed Christmas. It's never supposed to be that way. So the thing about Thanksgiving, you're thinking about Christmas, you know, everybody's thinking about what do we, you know, we got to get our, 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 our meals together. Then we got to do our shopping. It's the same crap every year, guys, the same crap, but it's really, if you, if you read Matthew 24, you'll see what God is talking about. You'll see what he is saying. You'll see what Jesus told you living in the days like of Noah. People are going to be at, look what's happening. The evil leaders living in sin, filth. I mean, evil's just exposed, and people just act, oh, it's, this is normal. It's Noah all over again, the days of Noah. The days of Noah was full of disgusting, evil sin. It will be like the days of Noah. Can you imagine that? It it already is. Look what has happened. No one is living like they should. And that includes Christians who aren't doing their part witnessing. But the evil sinners who aren't saved, they think nothing's going to happen to them. They think they're safe. From his judgment. They they don't even know God. They have no idea this is going to happen. But do you want to be accountable if if God brought you in this time of the days of the next Noah? And you're involved in this? Shouldn't you be building your ark like Noah did? Obeying? Warning people about this? There's a lot of strange things that are happening. I mean, you hear about the UFOs. There's no aliens, people. Come on. If anything, those are demons. That is in the Bible. Do your research. You're hearing about that now. So these people think they are from safe. Nothing's going to happen to them. Their life is great. We won. The the, the ones that that wanted the conservative Republicans, whatever you want to say, the other side to win. Ah, we can relax. We can breathe a while. No. That's what Satan wants you to do, and that's why he's going to have these distractions. He already is. Slightest little distraction. He knows your little brain will be distracted. Whatever it is, everybody's different. He's going to do it to you. The Lord says he will return like a thief of the night. They won't know what hit them. Is any of this being taught in the church? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I think that everyone needs to be aware of this. As I've been telling you since the beginning of this podcast that it started over two and a half years ago, the church needs to wake up. God is dealing with America now. He's cleansing America. You can see that because of our prayers. He heard everyone. But like I said, he wants to continue to pray, continue to fight. Evil is evil. Satan doesn't give up. His demons don't give up. Guess what the next thing he's going to work on? The church. The church has already been taken over by Satan. The church is not teaching this stuff. They're not telling anything. They're pretending that none of this is happening. It's just the usual garbage, the usual thing. Give us your money. Give us your money. Give us your membership. Give us your money. This is a business. This is a convention. This is a pep rally. That's what they're doing. When is it going to take to wake up? When is it going to take to wake up? I don't, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what you're going to be able to do. 
I don't know how, how much more that you can get these people's attention. But I've learned a lot in those past two years of the scandemic, and I've shared this with you before. It woke me up with the church. Since they caved in and bowed down to the evil Pharaoh government by allowing them to not worship some, not all. They're not going to fight back. They still haven't done it. So what we need to do as the, the, the people of God is ask him where you where he wants you in telling you there aren't many out there my house because i have not found a true church yet i have not found a true church yet it's all majority of them It's a joke. They're not real. What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do? I mean, many people out there, they're so blind. They're going to the same church they've been going to for generations from their family, and it's been taught in the church. Well, not being taught what true worship is, what God expects it to be. I tell you what, if um, I were God, I think I would have put my wrath on the church a long time ago before America. Because let me tell you, you ought to be lucky and, 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 and just, we're so lucky we have a patient God. We're so lucky we have a God that loves us. Well, when is the church going to wake up? When? This is why I'm no longer going to churches. None of them talk about what's going on. I've gone to a bunch of different churches. None of them talk about how it's the biblical end times. It is. I'm in this church right now, they're like, Here's our growth model for the next 60 years. And there's going to be this unimpeded growth of the city around us. And we're going to no. the Mississippi River is drying up. So is the Colorado River. So are the rivers in China. So is every river around the world. These people need to stop pretending. They need to stop pretending. It's fire and brimstone time. It really is. Stop pretending that the world's not ending. I'm sick of it. Every message I hear in churches, they're like, oh, just ignore everything happening. The false prophet is rising out of Israel right now, the Jewish Messiah. That's actually happening. That has never happened before, and it's actually happening right now. I'm sick of these people. They're going to crumble like coffee cake. When the world actually does, when the shit hits the fan, they're going to crumble like coffee cake. Because they thought they could just pretend it all away as it was happening. I'm sick of it. That's why I'm using my TikTok to spread the message. Because every church I go to talks about lollipops and a bunch of nonsense the entire time. I mean, the whole sermon wasn't even Christ-centered or verse-centered. It was about the church. And the guy had the nerve to say, don't build a brand of the church because we know. What are you doing talking about your church? Talk about the Bible. Every church I go to, every single one I go to is in la-la land, pretending that the world is not falling apart. All, all of this is going to come back to us. I mean, the Mississippi River is drying up. The economy is crumbling. The elites of the world are dismantling everything. There are wars and rumors of wars. The false prophet is rising out of Israel. And people just want to sit here and pretend it's lollipops and rainbows. And then look at this. They have a pumpkin patch outside of their church. That's Halloween. No holidays are allowed. Every holiday is garbage. Every single one. They turned Christmas into idolizing money and buying things. You know, they turn Easter into idolizing a bunny who lays eggs full of chocolate. It's about the resurrection of Jesus. And then people have the nerve to celebrate Halloween. I can't handle this. Every church I go to, you want to know why they simp to human validation is disgusting. <laughs> Spit them out of my mouth. That's how I feel about it. Fuck this church and every other church I've ever been to. I'm no longer going to church. I'm on here on TikTok.
Well, I don't agree with the language he used, but uh, I think you get the message. I agree with everything else he said. I apologize for the language. I didn't realize he had that on there. But, and I'm sure you're only doing that out of frustration. I'm not saying it's okay to talk that way. But it's, it, it, it is, he was so right about it. That's what the church is. It's, they just talk about themselves. They talk about their little club. When are you guys going to wake up? That's the stuff that's not taught in the church. And it's not taught in the church about the evil in our country. They just go right along with it. Don't offend anybody. Don't want to offend anyone. BPC. You may be asking yourself, what can I do to save souls? You can start out with something very small. If you see a person at, your, at, your, at an entrance at your local shopping center holding up a sign, and let me tell you, I know that's in every town in America. I see it where I live, and I know you do too, and I, and I know you drive up to them, and they're at a stop sign or a stoplight. They're, they're standing there. They see you, but you pretend you don't see them. I've been guilty of it. It's wrong. Lord, forgive me. I guess because we don't know what to say. We don't know what to do. But you can do your little part by helping them. These people do this because they're desperate. They don't know Christ. They don't have a church family. They have no support. So go up to them. Ask them what, what their life story is. Pray to them. See what I mean by simple stuff? How long does that take? Five, ten minutes of your time? Your valuable time? What are you doing that's so important? You're going on your way to back home. You have a roof over your head. You have food on the table. Where are they going? What are they doing? But that's what I mean. The little stuff. You could buy him a meal. Give him a few bucks. Do what you think the Lord is telling you to do. Just do it. Some of you I know will say, I don't want to give them money. They will use it to, uh, you know, uh, to buy alcohol or drugs or cigarettes. Let me ask you this. Why is that any of your business? On what they will do. Hmm? Why is that any of their, your business? It's not. God tells you to do it. It's between them and God. You did what the Lord Jesus told you to do. That settles it. God knows if you're giving or prayer for them came from your heart and not Satan telling you those lies. You never know what small seed that you have planted to them. We're just seed planters. Let God do the rest. Sure, I'm sure there are people out there that are doing that. I'm sure they are. Don't want to work. Don't want to help themselves. They're in a uh, shopping center where there's job opening postings of these places. But don't judge them. You don't know what's going on. It's none of your business. The only business is for you to plant a seed and save souls. We need to start taking this very seriously, everyone. Stop being selfish. Stop being selfish and being in your own little world. 
There are people out there that are literally dying. They're going to go to hell. How's that going to make you feel on Judgment Day when you see these people that you had an opportunity to do something and they went to hell because you didn't do it? Just think if the world was so focused on saving souls like they were about the fake COVID vax mean getting that, you know, the fake COVID being scared, being safe. If they took it, if they'd focus their energy, if the Christians would focus their energy, if the church would focus on the energy, let me just say that, not the world, the Christians, the church, God's people would have focused the way they did and fell for that scam. Oh, they were the first ones to go and get the shot. They were the first ones to keep the mask on. They were the first one to do whatever the government tells them to do. If you put a focus on saving souls and that, what a difference. It would make just think how many souls you would have saved. But no, you rely on the government. The government doesn't care. The world doesn't care about saving souls today. All they cared about was killing people, killing the souls. And it doesn't matter what party is in power in our country, folks. It just so happens. The other side, the left side, is where the evil really is. This is good versus evil. I know there's evil on the Republican side as well. But the enemy, Satan, is really taking over like a parasite on the left side. Common sense tells you that. You should see that. But they don't care about saving souls. That's why I was telling you from the beginning of the show, it's not a victory to the kingdom of heaven that the world, the, the world's thing. That's not God. That's not God's victory. Don't get me wrong, yes, we want the uh, 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 the proper party control that will do what is right in God's eyes. But time is running out. Time is so precious. Time is so precious right now. It's, it's running out. We are so out of time. And we don't even realize that we're just living in the days of Mo Noah. Living in the days of Noah. Drink Mary. Worry about uh, what's coming up. That is so not important. So not important. Running out of time. Totally. Time good. is short. What is your life? It's even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. If I told, if someone had told me when I was 20 years old that life was very short and would pass just like that, I wouldn't have believed it. And if I tell you that, you don't believe it either. I cannot get young people to understand how brief life is, how quickly it passes. It seems like yesterday I was in school. Every one of us here has been given the same amount of time in a day. 1,440 minutes a day, 168 hours per week. 70 years God allows us. And it's interesting to me, with all of our medical science, we've never passed that magic mark. The average American male today lives 70 years and four months. The average female, 73 years and six months. More people live to be seven, but the average age of an American is still 70, as taught in the scriptures. What a thing it is when you think that you have just one short life to spend and soon be over. I'd write down my priorities in life. 
and I'd get committed to certain priorities. Now is the accepted time. The things we ought to do, the classes we ought to take, the books we ought to read, do it now. The family that needs you, spend more time now. Write that letter home now that you've been meaning to write. Money you ought to give, give now. Time for study, do it now. People you ought to witness to, do it now. Every time the clock ticks, it seems to say now, today, if you will hear his voice. There may not be a tomorrow for you and for me because there's a warning to time. Time is running out for all of us. Time is too short for indecision and vacillation. Do not halt between two opinions. Fools say that time is long. Every morning we have 86,400 seconds to spend and to invest. And each day the bank named time opens a new account for you and for me. It allows no balances and no overdrafts. If you fail to use the day's deposits, the loss is yours. The Bible says redeem the time because the days are evil. And the days in which we're living are very evil. If there was ever a time for the gospel that can transform the human heart, it's now. Jesus said, as long as it is day, we must do the work of him that sent us. The night is coming when no man can work. The night is going to come in your life. Yet there was a serenity about the work of the Lord Jesus. It's the quality of life, not the length. Jesus only had 33 years. And it ended on the cross. To the world, he was a failure at that moment. Yet at the end of his life, he said, I finished the work that thou gavest me to do. It doesn't matter whether you live another year or two years or five years. Will your work be finished? Is there a quality to it? Is there a dedication to it? Suppose all of our members tithe their time to witness for Christ as we tithe our income for the church. Fill your heart with the word of God. I found that those who know the scriptures are the ones that have the power today. But we need men and women who walk with God. And if you do that, you too can finish the work that God gave you to do help us to realize the brevity and the urgency of time and may we invest what little time we have in the kingdom of god boy i miss billy graham don't you what he said it fits today what he says fits today time is running out this is not a victory that happened over the election. It's a small win. We must go on. We do thank God for this for the small win. We thank him for that. He heard our prayer. But don't put God on a shelf. Don't put him back in your your own genie God bottle that you have. Because you're going to fall on your face. You're going to fall flat on your face. You're going to walk off a cliff. Now that the election is a good result, just don't forget that we always continue to fight against evil because it's going to stay here until Jesus returns. What I'm trying to focus on this whole, uh, this whole show today is just simply by telling you, do not, do not focus on the world. Don't focus on this, the election. Like that just solves it all. Don't focus on people. Don't focus on man. 
focus on this. That America has God leading it where he wants it. Let's make it God's America again. It's so critical, folks. It's so critical. Years ago, I talked about the Red Sea moment. We kind of knew where we were going to go with that. The Red Sea is closed, people. We're on the other side now. It's time to obey God and go to the next step. It's time to call out to Jesus. In Jesus' name. You say in Jesus' name the power that you have goes far beyond than you can possibly imagine. The Lord Jesus is so powerful, but we're too stupid to know that. We're too stupid to know that. It's easy for me here to sit here and also say, oh, blame the church, blame the church. No, you can also, you need to take, and myself as well included, accountability and responsibility. Because if you were in his word for, for, for a long time, you would have already known a long time ago that the church that you're going to is not teaching what the Lord wants it to be, to be taught to you. You would have known that. Do you know you go to some churches now and they don't even open up the Bible? True. They're out there. I'm not going to mention the denominations, but you know who you are. So let's don't lose focus. Do not think that this is over. It's never going to end. Don't put, the God, don't put the Lord Jesus on the shelf. Don't put him in your bottle, your genie bottle. What I mean by a genie bottle, you know, when there's an issue, you open up that bottle. Lord, I need you. Come out. Take him off the shelf. Dust him off. Don't treat him like an eye. Don't treat him like a prop. It's all about the relationship. It's all about reading his word. Once you read his word, your eyes, your scales from your eyes are removed, your ears are open, and you hear the Lord speak. And it's not necessarily verbal. You'll know it in your soul. Sometimes he does speak verbal. Sometimes he speaks through people. But however he chooses to communicate with you, when you read his word, you will know it. You will know how to fight. You will know how to witness. You will know how to uh, uh, move forward where the Lord wants you to be. This country is hanging by a thin thread. If anything, right now, you need to praise the Lord that he's given us a window. However big it may be, we don't know. But he's given us another opportunity to, to give us time to witness and save souls. Because what is about to happen, it's a bloodbath, literally. You think it's bad now? We ain't seen nothing yet. Everyone must realize they have a job to do. We are responsible, whatever the gift that God gives us. We are responsible for that. And we must remember to do what God wants us to do. If you don't know what your gift is, ask the Lord. He'll be honored to tell you whatever it may be. And I don't mean going to church. Everyone should know this. Just because you go to church doesn't mean you're saved. Doesn't mean diddly to the Lord. Doesn't mean a thing. 
You can do your own worship with the Lord in your own home. With your spouse, with your family, your whole your children, what friends. If you're by yourself, God's with you. You can read his word. You can have a worship music playing in the background. You can have Lord's Supper at home if you're not finding the right church that's teaching you the right thing. Why go and take poison when you can take spiritual medicine? What do I mean by that? Why do you want to go to church if they're, if they're teaching you poison? Why do you want to watch the world fake news Satan media and think everything's going to be good just because your side won in the election and you can relax and not worry about it. In 2024, who knows what's going to happen with that? They could steal it again. If the Lord's wills to let Satan do that, they could steal it again. These people are evil parasites. We won by the skin of our teeth. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity. He's watching us right now to see what we're going to do. So today, I encourage you to go to him and pray that he will tell you what he wants you to do. And like I said, it doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be anything tremendous. See, everyone thinks that you, that you have to do something huge. And I don't mean to sound like Donald Trump, huge. That's what they think. They think they think you know it has to be something, you know, that's a spotlight. God sees the little things, the things that you're going to be blessed for, and and awarded for when you go to heaven and judgment, judgment day of His children is going to be the little things that He's going to discuss with you. Not the big stuff. He doesn't care about that. And these famous Christians that are out there or on the media, you know, they're not doing it from the hard people. They're doing it for money. That includes Christian artists, TV evangelists, which are poison. Most of them. I bet 98% of them are. In for the money. What we need to do is just get on our knees to the Lord. I encourage you to be focused. Turn off the evil media and turn on God. Turn on our Lord Jesus. You will be amazed what he will tell you what to do. He'll bring you someone that needs you. Or if you need help, he'll bring someone to you to help you. Don't give up. Keep praying. This was not a victory. It was a win in a small window. What are you going to do about it? Think about that today. What are you going to do about it? How often do we not even ask the Lord? What does he want us to do? So I encourage you to focus on that. And just ask the Lord where he wants you to be as his children. And for those of you who maybe uh, came across this podcast that are not saved, God led you here somehow. You can be part of this by asking the Lord to come in your life and in telling him that you 
are a sinner. You confess your sins. You want him to be Lord of your life. You want a relationship. It's not that hard to do. It's very simple. He doesn't make it difficult. You don't need a priest. You don't need a confession to a man. You don't need to go into, you know, and then the priest goes to the temple. Those days are gone. That's why he brought Jesus. Go to Jesus and just say a simple prayer. Forgive me for my sins, Lord. Forgive me for failing you. I want you, Lord, of my life. I want a relationship with you. Now, for you Christians, it's up to you to plant that seed to people. What are you going to do? That's all. It's very simple. Just ask yourself that. Lord, what do you want me to do? Thank you for this opportunity. Don't let me fail. Until next time, everyone, keep up the faith and keep fighting. <laughs>